Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. In addition to that, please check out the thousands of articles and podcasts updated daily. So please go and check out AmericaOutloud.com. And we always appreciate it when you share articles and podcasts on social media we face some of the same censorship that many of you do so we do appreciate it when you share the articles and podcasts up on social media i always try and get them a retweet particularly if they are uh, sharing our show we appreciate that a great deal excited for the show tonight we're going to have on daniel street who's the author of fake news exposed about trump he's got a few different volumes of this book he's going to be on to talk about that and some other subjects with us so uh, we're excited to dip into that rob and i actually talked a little bit about the fake news media um, earlier this week talking about don lemon and his big mistakes that he's made over at fake news cnn uh, we also discuss Chris Wallace and his low ratings uh, that he has gotten since leaving Fox News. It seems like the only reason he got the ratings he got to begin with is because he was on Fox. It has nothing to do with uh, Chris Wallace having anything to say that people want to hear. I'm really excited for the show tonight. How about yourself, Rob? And how are you doing tonight? Andrew, I'm doing great. And I'm glad our listeners are tuning in again. Uh, we have, like you said, our special guest tonight, Daniel Street, who's an attorney. And we've had attorneys on the show before giving us their uh, legal insight on things that are taking place, uh, their perspective. And I'm glad to have him on because we always love to have attorneys on to give us you know, the viewpoint from a legal perspective as to what's happening, what's transpiring here in our world, uh, in your world, in America and unfortunately, a upside-down world that has been created by Joe Biden. I like to refer to him as being the resident in the White House, because in my opinion, he's not the president. And I'm sure that there are conservatives who would say, oh, don't say that. We can't be like them. Who is them? I'm not being like the Democrats. I'm speaking truth to power. And I have said this on many of our shows. All you have to do is go back. I have laid out the blueprint as to how they were able to supplant Joe Biden into the White House. It was not by vote, voting that was done legally. Well, some of you say, oh, but we did. They, they did the right thing. No, when you have judges that have become activists, be they on the left or the right, they have broken the law. Who's going to hold them accountable? Or certainly like this, this Department of Justice, because it is also compromised with Merrick Garland. Now, some of you will say, yeah, but we had uh, Bill Barr when he was in office, and he said that everything was only up and up. Bill Barr barely looked at anything. He made one phone call and said, hey, any suspicious activity? Okay, bye, bye. That's all I need to know. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that judges can't make voting laws. They can't legislate. They can interpret, but they can't legislate. And when you have judges going in at the 11th hour and saying, we're going to let these votes count and you can do this and we're going to let these people come in and you don't have to look at the signatures and you can look at the signatures here and we're going to shut this one down over here because they're voting too long and we're going to keep this one open. They can't make those decisions. Now, then some of you will say, yeah, but we remember the attorney general in Texas when he filed a briefing in Pennsylvania and the course there told him that he couldn't do it. 
Well, they were right because he didn't have a legal standing there. It should have been the attorney general in Pennsylvania. It should have been Rona McDaniel, who's over the RNC, but she was nowhere to be found because she was complacent. She was okay allowing what happened to happen with the Democrats stealing the election. And I have said this before also, go all the way back to 1981 in New Jersey when there was a governor's race. And the Democrats kept up a big stink as to what Republicans were doing. And they decided to enter into a consent agreement, thereby banning Republicans from participating in poll watching. It was in one state, but it spread across the spectrum. So you think about that. Nearly 40 years, Republicans just sat by and did absolutely nothing when it was time to vote, but just held their hands. So they saw cheating, but they couldn't say anything. And when they did raise their hand and said, we need to look at this, it was after the fact, because the Democrats had strong attorneys who would go in and fight these cases. I don't have to you know, rehash this all over again. Like I said, go and look at previous shows. And we've spoken about this. But we've got to get voter integrity. That has to be at the top of everything we do. Because if we don't, Republicans will lose the next election and the next election. Because Democrats have become so proficient at cheating. they become so proficient at scaring Republicans. they become so proficient and efficient at targeting judges and scaring judges. Now, yes, judges are supposed to exercise your Jewish prudence. And it's like, well, hey, I'm not going to let any of this affect me. But sometimes it does. Look at what they were doing with the Supreme Court justices. Brad Kavanaugh, outside of his home. Amy Coney Barrett. Clarence Thomas. Justice Alito, outside of their homes, protesting because of the abortion was being overturned. That's against the law. I cited the statute. But Merrick Garland did absolutely nothing. He was okay with it. And then the media, who the Constitution said is supposed to hold our elected officials accountable, the media, who got mad when Trump said that they are an enemy of the people, the media did absolutely nothing to hold any of these people accountable and say, you can't do that. They just look right over and say, oh, it's okay. They're Republicans. They're conservatives. Look at New Jersey. Two Republicans have been shot dead. One was a black woman. You would think that the media would be all over that because black lives matter. But her life didn't matter, apparently, because she was a conservative. She was a Republican. So we're not talking about those murders. This past weekend, two police officers were killed, one in Memphis, I think another in New Jersey. No one has said anything about it. They just moved right along. But the moment a black person is killed by a police officer, we're going to go out in the streets and we're going to tear down the place. Oh, we're just going to rip it all apart. But you go to Chicago, you go to Memphis, Tennessee, you go to Atlanta, you go to New Orleans. Black people are being killed in the street on a daily basis. No one says anything about it. Oh, let's just say, okay, they died. Okay. Look at the shooting that just took place at MSU. Are we talking about that? No, no one's talking about it. You know why? Because the person was a black man. So we can't talk about that because that's not important. So you look at what what has changed in our society since Biden has walked into office. You look at how the media covers these things. And, And there's no shame to their game. They're all out. They will tell you, hey, we don't care. It's our responsibility to protect the union. It's our responsibility to let all this craziness come out there. Biden having classified documents, oh, well, that's okay. But Trump, he was selling the documents to China and to Russia. Oh, excuse me? Biden's son, Hunter Biden, 
has business dealings with the Ukrainians and with China. It was all on the laptop, but no one wants to talk about it. And you see, Andrew, how, how, how interesting it is how now they're trying to say that there were balloons during the Trump era. There were balloons all over. Oh, balloons, balloons, balloons. It's like, no, there weren't. And if there were balloons, they weren't Chinese spy balloons. Maybe they were hobby balloons. The balloons that Biden just recently shot down using, I think it was like $48,000 to shoot that $12 balloon down. And now they're telling us, we can't find the balloon. It's too cold in Alaska. Don't say anything about it. Oh, but Trump, it happened under Trump. They always want to bring up Trump. You know why? Because when they bring Trump up, the hysterics just go crazy. They see red. And, oh, oh, Trump, Trump, Trump. Oh, yeah, Trump did it. Joe Biden has done his, his Joe Biden and his son have done everything that they have accused Trump of doing who did absolutely nothing. And you would think the media would be on top of it, but they're not. They don't care about it because it's Joe Biden. And as I've said before, do not doubt me when I say this and do not be deceived by this. That you think that they want Joe out. Oh, yeah, they want him out as much as they can get him out. But if they know that Trump is going to run and if Trump is going to win, oh, my God, they will prop Joe back up again. It will be another weekend at Bernie, all while they're tearing Trump down. Oh, he did this. And people believe it. And you know why they believe it? Because we don't have a media to correct the record. We don't have a media who will be held accountable because the media is without a doubt the enemy of the people. The media has destroyed or they are destroying our constitution. Do not doubt me when I say this. Look around you. So as we said in the opening, we have on with us Daniel Street, who has written not one, but two volumes of a book titled Fake News Exposed. And what they're trying to do to destroy Trump. Trump isn't the perfect person by no means, but do not doubt his love for this country. You can doubt Joe Biden's love for the country because he's willing to sell the country off to China and to anyone else the highest bidder, but no, not Donald Trump. So all the more reason to try and stop and destroy Trump and not for you to be focused on what they're actually doing. So the fake news exposed about Trump, three volumes by our guest tonight, Daniel Street. Daniel, how are you tonight? Doing good, Rob. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. So during our opening, what we spoke about, the media, Joe Biden's regime, the books that you've written, what are your thoughts? Was I too far out there in what I was saying about the Biden administration and the media? Am I being too harsh on them? You're on. You could look at it completely differently. What are your thoughts about it? Well, first of all, you definitely weren't too hard on the uh, on the media, and I had to I had to mute my microphone when you made the comment about weekend at Bernie's and uh, and President Biden because I just about <laughs> laughed out loud. But um, look, the bottom line is, with respect to the media, um, you're exactly right that the media carries the water for the Democrat Party and for uh, Joe Biden in particular. In this uh, during his administration and during the campaign back in 2020 and leading up to it, and the simple fact of the matter is, is that if if the fake news media reported even handedly and truthfully about Joe Biden's and and his family's uh, dealings overseas, their dealings with China, dealings in Ukraine, just 
just to name those, or if they reported truthfully about Joe Biden's endless racist comments dating back 30 or 40 years, including comments he's made about Indian people owning convenience stores to uh, numerous different comments about African-Americans and then all the lies he tells about virtually everything that ever happened in his entire life. If the media just called balls and strikes and told the truth about it, well, he wouldn't. Uh, well, number one, he would have never been president. So um, the media definitely has an agenda. And that agenda is to promote the Democrat Party, promote Democrat and leftist ideals, and to also suppress and bury information that is harmful to uh, the left. And I know you covered that on the show just recently. I think it was back in January with an episode about, uh, you know, the media not reporting on things. And that's equally important to the misinformation they spread is the the stories and the information they just don't tell at all. So, and, you know, the various different topics you touched on in the opening, you could probably make about five different shows out of, because I was sitting here thinking, we talked about election integrity. We talked about the, the 2020 election itself. You talked about limitations on Republican uh, poll watchers in New Jersey had similar problems in Philadelphia dating back from 1980. And uh, all of those issues. And another issue was uh, you mentioned about the uh, participation, if you will, of uh, establishment Republicans, that what happened in 2020 with the election could not have happened without at least the complicity of uh, many establishment Republicans. And we see that playing out in the 2022 midterms as well. So those are all topics that uh, I, I thought you were dead on the money and, and we could talk about at length. So Daniel, your book, what, why did you decide to write a book exposing the media? Because when you go against them, they will come back on all cylinders to try and destroy you and to shut you down. We have seen this played out time after time after time. And it's to the detriment of the person who's willing to stand up. I mean, you see this not only from people writing books, but you see it in different professions. Look at the medical profession. Look at how they have just like taken a back seat to allow people who aren't medically trained or have licenses to come out and speak on their behalf. As far as I'm concerned, the American Medical Association is a bunch of hooey. It's fake news. It's everything that they say is fake. This whole gender thing, gender reaffirming, I'm like, it's fake. So why did you decide at this point to write these books to expose what you saw was happening with Trump? That's a great question. The way it actually started was um, I'm 51 years old. I've been a Republican uh, since the day I registered to vote. And I've known all of my life that the media was biased against Republicans. I saw it as a child when Ronald Reagan was president and saw it uh, after that. So when President Trump, then candidate Trump, announced his candidacy in 2015, um, you know, I expected the media to be unfavorable to him, but but what I observed was the media was absolutely just frenzied 
with their attacks on Donald J. Trump. And then I saw that the establishment Republicans were doing the same thing. And, and I've always felt that anytime you get the uh, the news media and the establishment, whether they're just Republicans or, or institutionalized establishment, uh, all acting in concert, then whatever they're directing their ire at is probably right on the money. So I started paying a lot closer attention. And then I started uh, categorizing and documenting all the misinformation that was being spread about uh, President Trump, about his businesses, his family, his campaign. Ultimately, once he won the election, his administration. And I started putting it together. And I finally wound up with so many stories. Uh, I, I decided to put them into a book form. Uh, when you add the three volumes together, there's 83 uh, fake news stories that are debunked. But each of the books comes with a free chapter. If you buy the book, you get access to a free chapter. So it brings a total up to 86. And to be honest with you, uh, I could write another three book volume if I wanted to. There's that much inf misinformation about mm -hmm. President Trump. The tough part is that the fake news is so pervasive and some of it, you have to take such a deep dive that uh, you get lost in the details or lost in the weeds and you can't see the forest for the trees. And I, I found that a lot of the stories I had to put aside just because they were too complex mm -hmm. and uh, people couldn't follow them. But that's Dan basically how it came together. Uh, perfect. Daniel, we're going to talk more about that on the other side of the break. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, or 7 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew and special guest, attorney and author, Daniel Steele. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan. A plan based on real science that responds to the real world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure. A plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. 
MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. So folks, we're back from the commercial break with our guest, Daniel Street, who's an attorney. And he's talking about the books he's written exposing the media in their lies on Trump. And we're asking him, we went to break, why did he decide to write this book now? And because, again, you will get a lot of grief if you go against the media. But here's a patriot who's not afraid to go against the media. As he said, he has been a Republican since he started to vote. So we're going to bring the question back to him on his books and some of the things that he want people to really understand about the media. And as he said, some of the, some of the things that he's debunking, they were so complex that it's very difficult to try and explain it. But then there are other things that's just like right out in your face, like what he's done for the country, his patriotism, what he wants to do, make America great again. You can see that. Now, the only thing the media will tell you is that he's a racist. That's the, whenever they mention his name, he's a racist. And that's all people need. They will shut down completely because racism is a card that you can take and keep using and using and using. And it is high time that we retired that card. So, Daniel, back to you. What are some of the top things you would like for people to know and understand or take away from this book when you're exposing the lies that the media has put out there about former President Trump? I think the most important takeaway that that people should get or hopefully will get when they read the books is how fake news and what I believe to be the purpose behind fake news changed during the Trump era. Uh, The media has always tried to manipulate and frame the public narrative and public perception and public opinion using misinformation. There's nothing new about that. But what we saw with misinformation and fake news during the Trump, uh, particularly during the Trump administration, was the news was used, the fake news and the misinformation and the the stories were used to hinder President Trump and his administration's ability to govern. They were used to target people who had actually done, committed no crimes with uh, process crimes. We saw that with General Michael Flynn. We saw, saw it with George Papadopoulos. And I think that's a that's a sea change in the use of fake news uh, compared to the way fake news or misinformation have been used previously. So the best illustration of that is the Russia collusion hoax. And I, a lot of times I'll just call it the Russia hoax, but the entire notion that President Trump or his campaign had conspired somehow with Russia to influence the 2016 election was conjured by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democrat Party and peddled to federal law enforcement and federal intelligence agencies and used to ultimately uh, you know, result in the uh, special counsel investigation that hamstrung President Trump's administration for two years. So that's one illustration I could give you very, you know, a host of them. But the point is, and I think what separates fake news in the Trump era from fake news previously, it was literally used to make it to where Trump could not implement his agenda and his policy and to govern the country. And that separates it. And, uh, you know, I think that what we're going to find moving forward, and this is a 
this is one of my crystal ball moments. I think we'll see that the the fake news media is not going to stop doing that uh, if we get another Republican president. I think the next Republican president, whomever that might be, is going to deal with the same thing uh, because it was effective. Daniel, I have said that so many times on this show that the next president will go through the same thing. I don't care who the person is. That is a reason why I talk about election integrity. Unless we're able to bring these people to justice. And I would even say, Daniel, I don't know if you heard me on this, heard me say this on one of the shows, is that the seat of the government has to leave D.C. I personally mm-hmm. don't think that our country can be effective and apolitical with the seat of the government being in D.C. and all the partisan hacks. Because once one administration leaves, the next administration that comes in is still dealing with the legacy of those civil servant staffers that get to keep their jobs. And do you actually think that they're going to work for a president whose party that they don't like? You talk to anyone out there now and you say, do you have any Republican friends? Oh my God, no, I wouldn't dare. As if though being a Republican is like being a criminal. But we know that the Democrats like criminals. Look at all the criminals that they're letting loose, letting commit crimes and run amok. But when you say Republican or conservative, Democrats, along with the media, have been so on point in defining Republicans that it is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So I agree with you 100%. Whoever comes into office, the Democrats will do the exact same thing that they have been doing because that's all they know how to do. And as you said, Daniel, it is effective. Unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, what you're talking about with respect to the the entrenched elements in Washington, D.C., is the bureaucracy. And the bureaucracy never stopped working against Donald Trump and his administration. And I think the best illustration of that, and I know that uh, that you and Andrew have talked about it on the show, is what the Federal Bureau of Investigation was doing, working with and actually influencing social media, including uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, to actively suppress the president of the United States, who was, there, there were 80 people working for the FBI who were assigned to this uh, disinformation campaign that the FBI was working on on social media they were actually under the control or supposed to be uh, of the commander in chief. The president of the United States at the time was Donald Trump. And these guys were working to try to get him banned off of Twitter. And if you want to know that how corrupt the system is, no one's even talking about any kind of discipline, any kind of reprimand, termination, nothing for any of those people, even now even when the truth came out. In fact, the FBI came out and just issued a a public statement calling it a conspiracy theory when it's it's clearly not a conspiracy theory. So they just doubled down on the misinformation. Daniel, what did you think of the congressional hearings? Did you get a chance to catch any of those where they uh, talked to uh, some of the old Twitter um, regime that's no longer there? I saw part of it. I saw the interview or the... uh, the testimony of Yoel Roth. Um, 
And, you know, <clears throat> I have maybe a little different perspective than most people about congressional investigations. I think they uh, just don't amount to much and more more political theater than anything. There were some difficult questions tossed at those guys, but um, they they weren't very well equipped or prepared to answer them. But um, I think what we'll see come out of that is, uh, and I, I don't look, I'm not a negative person. I try to be positive and look to the things that we can affect and how we can change things and, and make a difference. But I just really don't expect much uh, out of Congress. No, I said the same thing, Daniel, unfortunately. Political theater. Because you look at what happened with the Twitter files. Elon Musk allowing liberal reporters to drop into Twitter the information that has that we have known all along about the censorship of conservatives, about the FBI working with the social media and the CIA to co-opt information. The same thing with the Biden files. All this information has been released. We don't have to suspect or guess. It's there. We see it. Okay? The same thing with COVID. We see what they were doing. We want to kick this person off the platform because they're saying things that they should not be saying, and we don't want that out there. I mean, it's right there, and people are hearing it, and they're like, oh, okay. Remind you, as you said, the folks that are holding these hearings, the Judiciary Committee, they can't indict. They can just put the information out there. And because we have a corrupt media, it goes back to the media who aren't paying attention to this. Well, they're paying attention, but they're not reporting on it. The masses, the people that need to know about it is going completely over their heads. And unless charges are brought against someone and people are thrown into jail, or if Biden is impeached and kicked out of office, which is going to be a very heavy lift, since Democrats control the Senate, it's not going to happen. So these people can get away with the crime of the century and nothing will happen. The only time it will be recognized is when history is written. And then they come out and they say, Joe Biden was challenged. Joe Biden had dementia. Oh, yeah, Joe went in for a checkup. And the, the doctor is saying, oh, he's a clean bill of health. Oh, and the walk, him walk his gait, he's walking like that because of a, his uh, sciatic nerve. No, his gait is off because he has dementia. I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on After Dark with Robin Andrew. But I've been around people who suffer from dementia. And it is the exact same thing. No, they could proposition with Trump and say supposition rather with Trump. Well, maybe he has this, maybe he had that, but no one can say that about Joe. And if you do, you're silenced. What kind of society are we living in? We see that crimes are being committed. We see it. We know it. But nothing's going to happen. So I applaud the House of Representatives, the Judiciary Committee, the people that are out there that are doing the investigation. But it's going to amount to nothing. Because at the end of the day, the media is not going to get out there and say, wow, this is what our government was doing. Someone needs to be held accountable. And because that's not going to happen, people will be relaxed and they will just go on their merry little way and not know that our government, our federal government, our FBI, and our CIA are corrupt institutions. Now, what Congress could do is stop funding the FBI. 
And maybe that would be a wake-up call. But until such time, as you said, Daniel, nothing's going to happen. And it's unfortunate. So people like you and like us who were going on night after night and talking about this and hoping that someone would hear it and go, wow, this has got to stop. We cannot allow this to continue. This is America. We would expect this in Russia or in China. But this is America. And look who is at the top, Joe Biden. What are your thoughts on Joe Biden, Daniel? Well, first of all, I'm <clears throat> I'm not a, a doctor either, but uh, clearly Joe Biden is you know, suffering from senility. Whether whether he's he's got something more uh, deeper at work, I don't know. But he's definitely in, in at least the early stages of uh, senility. And look, I'm a uh, lifetime member of the National Rifle Association and. Uh, I think that the Second Amendment is the the foundation for American liberty. And anybody that has worked in the gun rights movement or in the pro-Second Amendment movement has been battling Joe Biden and his misinformation uh, since he came to Washington. Uh, you know, I remember when I was 10 years old, Joe Biden was lying about guns and lying about every everything he could conjure to uh, every kind of misinformation, false information, phony argument, and every kind of dirty parliamentary trick he could pull. He has been battling the constitutional rights of Americans for 50 years. And uh, we got exactly what I figured we would get whenever he was installed, is what I like to say. Uh, but I think the reality is that Joe Biden is not really calling any shots in this administration. Uh, I, I typically refer to it as the Biden regime for the same reason that uh, that Rob espoused earlier, which is I do not believe that uh, Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 presidential election. And uh, somebody else is calling the shots. And that's why. There have been so many just really unhinged people appointed to positions of authority in this administration. Joe Biden, 10 or 12 years ago, when he still had his his faculties, uh, not even he would have gone along with the the clown show of parade of people they've been putting in charge in Washington and his administration. So I, I honestly don't believe that Joe Biden's in charge of of anything. And he's not. And like you said, it is a clown show. It is a perfect clown show. Even Mickey Mouse and Disney World couldn't do anything better than what we see right now. The people that are part of his administration, his cabinet members, they're all incompetent. And I don't take pride in saying it, but I'm just going to call it the way it is. And again, I look back at Trump's administration. He had people who were successful in their own right, saying that we're going to work we're going to come in and work for this administration. Now, it's unfortunate that now we found out that some of them had their own private agenda and trying to steer him the way they wanted to steer him. But when you look at Joe Biden's administration, you look at those individuals, all of them, incompetent at best. And it's most unfortunate. And you have to look around and have to say, wait, we've got better people than that here in America 
to serve. I mean, you look at the uh, what's her name, the White House press secretary. Okay, Cream she's Jean black. Right. She's black and she's a lesbian. Okay, but I'm sure that there are other black lesbians that are out there that could probably knock this thing out of the water. This woman don't know what time of day it is when she opens up her mouth. You look at the Secretary of Transportation. Look at what's happening in Ohio. And he has said nothing. And when he did say something, he's like, oh, we have train works every day. Do you think that someone in Trump's administration could have said that so flippantly and gotten away with it? Do you think that someone in Trump's administration would have allowed the supply train to just go completely amok with babies not having formulas? Gas prices through the roof? Look at the airlines? And you want to tell me that, oh, this Joe Biden is the best president for this time. And what time is that a time for our enemies to come in and take over? I mean, Daniel, can you believe that in 2023, that this entire charade that the media is presenting to us and people seem to be accepting it? You know, one point that I think this is a good time to make, um, no doubt fake news and media misinformation is more pervasive. It's more vitriolic uh, than it used to be. And obviously that's being used to prop up this administration with the American people. And that's what I believe you were just referring to. But the one point I did want to make is that while we've got a lot of challenges, uh, and particularly in the fake news area, but I think in that respect, in some respects, things are better than they, than they used to be. And the reason for that is, is because people have so many different avenues, so many different points of access to information, whether it's a, a podcast or radio or the Internet or social media. The simple fact of the matter is, if the fake news media had the influence that it did 20 years ago, uh Donald Trump would have never won the election in 2016. And and so I like to think about that and say, you know, look, when I was coming up, there was ABC, NBC and CBS. And that was it. And if if uh, Walter Cron Cronkite and a couple of other news anchors didn't tell the truth, nobody was going to find out about it. So it's a lot better today. The problem we've got is that it's not good enough. We're not reaching enough people with the truth and enough people with um, you know, unfiltered, uncensored information. Right. It seems like TV still is um, the top uh, news network for people, especially a lot of the older folks who are tricked by this fake news who aren't as accustomed to signing on to the internet and uh, getting real news from there. Still seems like there's still so many in our country that are stuck in that CNN, NBC, MSNBC bubble. And uh, that's really sad. We're here with attorney Daniel Street, and we've got a great product to tell you about before we hit our next break. Healthy Cell. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can go to HealthyCell.com. Check out the great products and save 25% off your first order with the code OUTLOUD. And you've got nothing to lose. If you're not satisfied with your order, they will give you your money back. So go to HealthyCell.com, use the promo code OUTLOUD to save 25% off your order. We'll be back with our final segment with guest, attorney, and author Daniel Street. 
America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Folks, it's hard to believe we're the last segment of the show and our guest, Gangle Street from Louisiana. And when we went to break, we were talking about the media. And as you guys know, I talk about the media all the time. And I say, and I've said, and I won't shy from this, I'm from the media. I went to journalism school. And what I see that's happening right now is extremely dangerous and it's unfortunate because these individuals who call themselves journalists have made the news about themselves. These individuals who call themselves journalists have become activists, just like some of the judges that are out there have become activists, just like some of the doctors have become activists. We are a nation of activists. We have our schools that are teaching our children to become activists because if you don't like something, if it offends you, you get out there and you talk about it. No one else can have a difference of opinion because your opinion is the only opinion that matters. And that goes back to the media exposing this stuff, exposing the nonsense. And when you look at every civilization, when you look at every country that was toppled, that went down, it was because they were able to go in, as of recently that is, they were able to go in and control the media. And the media controlled the message. They controlled the narrative as to what was put out there. And as Daniel mentioned, years ago, we only had like a few selections to choose from, ABC, NBC, and CBS. But now there's a huge plethora of news organizations that's out there. But as Andrew so wisely mentioned, the older generation aren't as internet savvy. They aren't as smart as being able to navigate through all the different news that's coming out there. So they'll pick one reliable source and say, this is it, this is a gospel. And for the longest, CNN was supposed to be the most trusted name in news. And we know they have fallen down from that, especially with Don Lemon, the likes of Don Lemon at the top, who's having a cat fight with his two co-hosts, MSNBC with Joy Reid, who opens every segment about racism, but she's not concerned about the black lives that are being killed. So you have this older generation that's only looking at that as opposed to saying, let me look at the internet. Let me see what else is being said. Let me look over here. Now, we know that Fox News right now is supposed to be the highly rated news that's out there, cable news that's out there rather. But is it getting to the right people? Is it getting to the ears of the right people? And because it isn't, apparently, people don't know the truth. And that is a reason why we exist after Dark with Robert Andrew. That is the reason why Daniel has written his book. But we need more people to pick up his book and to listen to our shows and to share it to get their information out there. Because if you don't, people just won't know. They won't know about the lies. You still have people who think 
that Trump actually colluded with the Russians, not knowing that it was the media and big tech that colluded together to put a lie out there. They don't know about that, Daniel. How do we get that out there? How do we push that? How do we get these voices out there so that people are able to wake up and make informed decisions? Daniel, what do you say? Well, I think what we need to do is just to keep pushing. We're heading in the right direction. We need to keep promoting citizen journalism. We need to keep promoting alternative views and alternative uh, sources of information. We need to keep telling the truth about the fake news media. You know, Andrew made a good point right at the end of the last segment. He said, look, there's still a lot of people who are getting their news from traditional uh, news media or legacy news media. And he's right about that. And, and, and if you look at what decides elections, what decides elections for the most part is uh, independent voters and non-affiliated voters. And those people, I haven't seen any real solid data on it lately, but uh, for the most part, those people are are probably getting their information from legacy media. But I will say this, um, there have been there's been an enormous number of strides that have been made to get other sources of information to people. I'll tell you, take me, for instance, I, I don't watch the news. I don't watch Fox. I don't watch any big networks. I don't watch cable news. I get all of my news from websites social media, uh, podcasts, uh, radio. And uh, so MSNBC and NBC and CBS and Fox News have no influence on what I know and what I do not know. And the more people are that get like that, the better. And the more that we expose the fake news media and what they do, the more people see the truth. Uh, Rob, you're right. We need we just we just have to get the information to enough people. We have to give people the tools to know fake news when they see it, to break it down. And once we do that, once enough people know that the New York Times is lying when they lie or the Washington Post is lying when they lie, then their ability to move the needle will end. And that's the goal. But Daniel, how, no, I'm glad you mentioned that. You said you don't get your news from any of the big news outlets, cable news or local news. How did you go about that process? How did you decide, okay, I'm gonna stop listening to them. I'm gonna do my own research because there's so much that's out there. There's a lot of stuff that's out there that's completely way out there in left field. I mean, crazy land. So how did you determine, okay, I'm gonna go here. These are gonna be my trusted news sites that I'm going to go to for my news. How did you, what was this process you went through? Okay. That's a great question. You know, an, <clears throat> I used to start every day at the Drudge Report. And as you know, Drudge is a news aggregator and I would start at the Drudge Report and just kind of go from there. Um, I don't, I haven't been to Drudge and I can't remember how long because he turned to kind of a never Trumper. Right. But yeah. And that's, that's been, that was really unfortunate. But, and let me say this, even though I don't get my news from the New York Times or the Washington Post or ABC, NBC, uh, I do report on them. So I access their information, but that's usually after the fact. Uh, what I do is I have a series of uh, news aggregators. Citizens United is one. I use uh, 
some other websites, American Greatness, American Thinker, uh, The Federalist, Daily Caller, Daily Wire, and some others to they'll 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 talk about the big news stories, and then I'll go through go from there, and then I have some people on social media that that I'll go to that uh, report about different types of fake news. Uh, and uh, and that's really how I piece it all together. And the irony is that by by using this diverse set of uh, of reporters and news sites and everything else, I usually find out uh, what's going on long before legacy media. In fact, if I every once in a while I'll sit and watch a a news report, <clears throat> and it's almost always things that uh, that are being reported on the six o'clock news that I've read about three or four hours before. So even when they happen that day. So that's how I do it. That's interesting because more people need to be able to decipher what they're reading. Because if you're sitting down watching CNN and MSNBC, reading the Washington Post and the New York Times, you're living in a bubble because they all or a vacuum because they all mimic the other. And they try to make the story that much more crazier as they report on it. I mean, case in point, like when I opened up, we we're talking about the balloons and the China balloon and how this administration, they were aware of the balloon leaving China way before it was reported on. But they said nothing about it. And then once they saw it up in the air, it was like, it's a bird, it's a plane. Oh, no, it's nothing. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, it's no big deal. And the balloon kept moving and moving and moving. It moved across the entire continental U.S. And the media looked at it. Now, granted, a lot of people were saying, well, they're now becoming concerned. They feel that the Biden administration is lying to them. But that was all smokes, rings, and mirrors. Because had they really wanted to know about it, they would still be talking about it. And they would still be pressuring, pressuring, pressing him to say, we need more information. But he came out and said, OK, we're going to shoot it down. And then a couple of days later, oh, there was another balloon and we shot that down. And the media, oh, you see that? He shot it down. Oh, and by the way, there was one with Trump. It's like, dude, there wasn't. Why are you guys lying? And then we find out that the balloon they might have shot down was probably some hobby balloon. And this just goes back into the whole thing with them wanting Biden to get rid of Biden. And people, oh, well, they're tired of Biden. Look at the reports. They say that all the time. When Biden was running, they said, we don't need Biden. They came out. Simone Sanders came out and said, we don't need another white man at the top of the Democrat Party. But look at who they have. And people are completely oblivious to all this. All the lies that have been told over and over again goes back to the lies that they've told about Trump. What they told about his son. Oh, they're going to be in jail and Trump, he's going to resign because he doesn't want Donald Trump Jr. to go to jail. It was a big lie, whereas Biden, classified documents, Hunter Biden's laptop was not disinformation. It was correct information. And if you were to ask someone, they would say, oh, no, that was Russia disinformation. You had 50 intel officers to come out and swore that it looked like Russia disinformation. 50. And they still have security clearance. Do you actually think had these been Republicans coming out under Donald Trump's regime, because we know that there are Republicans who came out also and said the same thing because they were compromised, and they're not real Republicans. They're just hardcore Democrats. Do you actually think the media would have just let that fly by? Absolutely not. They would have reported on it until heads were rolling. But now we have people who came out, Leon Panetta, General Hayden, and they're still getting security clearances.
after lying about Russia disinformation, they had to have known. Do you want me to believe that the FBI went to them and said, oh, no, 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 this is Russia disinformation? Or did the FBI tell them, play along with us? In my opinion, the FBI needs to be revamped. It needs to be shut down because the FBI is completely corrupt. Under Christopher Wray, it is corrupt, and we see it. Why does Christopher Wray still have a job? Why hasn't there been calls for him to step down? We will continue to see this until people wake up and start saying, wait a minute, again, our government is corrupt. Daniel, do you think I'm going too far on this, knowing what we know now, seeing what we see now, that these organizations, the Department of Justice and our FBI and our CIA, and I can qualify it and say that not all are corrupt. Okay, that's fine. But those who are in charge are corrupt. And it is my humble opinion, and you don't have to agree. It is my opinion that it needs to be shut down and built all over. And this new facility that they're getting ready to build in D.C. that we're funding with our taxpayer dollars, money that we could be helping the people in Ohio, but we're sending it to Ukraine. We're giving it to illegal aliens so that they can live in five-star hotels. We should shut that money down and say no more money. Daniel, what do you say? First of all, about the uh, the FBI, you know, most people forget that uh, the the FBI was essentially the brainchild of J. Edgar Hoover, and J. Edgar Hoover was. I, I, I doubt if you would get any dispute from any historian that J. Edgar Hoover was corrupt. So, I think you know the the FBI has been corrupt for a long time. Now, that's not to say everybody in the FBI is corrupt. There, there are undoubtedly some stand-up uh, agents. But the reality is that the system, and, and, and particularly the federal government, uh, the system's just corrupt. And it's been corrupted by the entrenched bureaucracy and uh, so much of it's controlled by leftists. You know, <clears throat> I practice in federal court, and I can tell you, that there are some good judges in federal court. But the problem with federal litigation is it's form over substance. And the rules about uh, the local rules, the uniform rules, the federal rules of civil procedure and everything else are designed to have reaching the merits of a dispute to be the last thing that happens. All right. So I always tell people, look, if your chance at justice is going to federal court, then good luck because you're in bad shape. And that's just because the way the systems evolved. And when you apply that and make it much, much worse because the bureaucracy is much bigger, deeper and even almost infinite on the federal side of things, then you wind up with these people who are beholden to no one who get to do whatever they want. And that's why we had the FBI agents trying to de-platform the president of the United States, their boss, from social media. And so it's it's literally out of control. I, I firmly believe we could scrap the, the FBI and start all over, and, and we would make a uh, profound statement for freedom and liberty in this country. I agree. We could just end it and start all over. And I think we need to in order to restore the integrity because right now it has been diminished. And it's been diminished because of Democrats. And it just goes back to what I was saying during the second segment of the show, that even when these individuals, and we have a new administration to come in, 
you have the legacy staffers that are there that supported the previous regime that probably happened to be a Democrat. So they're entrenched, they're there, and they're going to do things the way they want to do things. Now, this has been a great hour, and we're glad that we have you on. And I know we're coming up toward the end of the show, but we want to have you back because I want to talk about what the heck is happening in New Orleans and Louisiana and the crazy mayor. Now, you might view her differently, but as far as I'm concerned, she's out of her league. She should not have been elected, and she's just it's completely chaotic. And when you look around the states, you look around at our big cities, you look at who's at the top, diversity mayors. I can say that I'm black, and I'm not afraid to say it, because we don't have the best of the best in New York or Sacramento. So we're going to have you back to come on and talk about what's happening in New Orleans and to pick your mind on some of the other legal issues that we're up against. And I'm sure that Andrew would agree with me, right, Andrew? Absolutely. And we definitely don't have the best here in uh, Chicago. So I agree with that sentiment 100%, <laughs> Rob. Uh, thank you so much, Daniel Street, for coming on the show. Uh, where can people go to uh, purchase your book? Okay. And look, gentlemen, thank you for having me on. I'll be glad to come back uh, any other time and and talk about the uh, the terrible leadership in the city of New Orleans. Uh, look, everything I'm doing, people can access through my website is DanielRStreet.com. That that website has links to my Substack, links links to my uh, social media, links to where to purchase the book at Amazon or the books at Amazon. So DanielRStreet.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Daniel. And thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you stream. Or you could go to AmericaOutloud.com. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. Nothing.